Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. Dan, 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 clear of the closing doors, please. Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I'm your host. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to SST on the podcast app, Spotify, and now on YouTube. Very special podcast today because it is time for the best time of the year. It's time to make some NFL picks. Today, we welcome in a friend of the show. He's been on the show a couple times, but he is now the S in what we're going to call PBS with Pete Kennedy, Pat Boyle, and Mark Shanlugan. So before we get to Pat, Mark, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Picks Pod. Welcome to making 22 weeks of NFL picks, my friend. Yeah, Pete, you know, I'm really excited for this. Just want to say thanks. You know, I see you guys make the picks all last year, and I wanted to get in on it. So, appreciate you having me. Yeah, and he knows that he's not going to beat either of us, especially me, so. <laughs> and and I'm sure that, Shen, you know, you let Pat hear it when he has a bad week, and now you have to put your money where your mouth is because if Pat has a bad week but you have a worse week, there ain't no shit for you to talk. You know, Pete, I'm pretty sure I let him wire to wire, not just last year, but the three years before that as well. So I don't know what, what uh, historical data he's talking to talking about. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess the only time shall tell. It's a new year. That's the best thing about football season. Every year, week one, clean slate, clean uh, balance in your DraftKings account, and you got to start letting it ride. Also here, Pat Boyle, my guy. What's up? It's Picks 2022. How you feeling? Let's go, baby. I'm fired up. This is going to be the biggest year yet. I predict all three of us hit at 60% or higher. I'm shooting for 70. I'm shooting for one of the biggest years you're ever going to see from a sports gambler. So let's fucking go. That's insanity. That's I'm just going to say that right now. That's pure insanity. If you hit 70% of your bets this year, Pat, if you I will I, I will I will think of something very good to do for you i'm not kidding i'll do something <laughs> great though you will be the rich one so you might have to pay for it so maybe i'll do something to embarrass myself so i don't know we got to think of something but 70 percent is no joking so well hopefully that, DraftKings would start giving us maybe some of our own parlay some of our own picks our promos on the uh, on the sports book if that happens why not if, dude if we're hitting 70 percent, if we're hitting 60 percent as a trio the, all three of us combined at 60 percent, we should just get hired by sharp football analysis right now right now give us give us our own show on, on show. We have our own show. I don't need to give us our own show. We have our own show. But before all this wonderful NFL talk, I got to tell you about our new friends, our new sponsor, Raycon. Because lately, I've been listening to a ton of sports podcasts, a ton of sports talk. You know how I do. But I also do listen to quite a bit of music. In fact, I've been listening to these two artists lately that are not similar really at all, but both sound fantastic in these Raycon earbuds. I've been listening to the new album, The Forever Story by Jib. It's amazing. If you like hip-hop, you will love this album, guaranteed. And also, I've been listening to a band called Greta Van Fleet. If you don't know them, they're not that new. They are new to me, and they are incredible. This old-school rock in a 2020-type flavor, I can't get enough of it. And the Raycon Everyday Earbuds look, look, feel, and sound better than ever. They have optimized gel tips with a multitude of options to create the perfect in-ear fit. That's what it's all about, right? Having those options to see what fits your ear best because what's most important with earbuds, people, we all know this. We can't have them falling out when we bend over, when we run. They don't. Trust me. Raycons do not fall out. And Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life in total. That's more than those buds you got going on right now. Let me tell you. 
and they're priced just right because you get that high quality audio, the one that you want, the one that you need, and it is half the price of those other brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. And why do they have those five-star reviews, you might ask? Well, let me tell you, for starters, not only do you have the noise isolation mode, but you also have an awareness mode. I listen to this stuff while walking my dog two, three, four times a day sometimes. I need to be able to hear what's going on around me. But when you're tapping in, when you're getting those last notes for the NFL season, when you're listening to that new album, you got to have the locked-in function of some noise cancellation hearing every single beat. It's fantastic. I use them in the house. I use them out of the house. I got them on all the time. So you go to buyraycon.com slash TBPN. That's buyraycon.com slash TBPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash TBPN to score 15% off. All right, let's talk about our picks here. So give you guys the quick rundown back uh, wherever you're listening in the car or watching. This is the plan. Five picks from each of us. So three people, five picks each. That's 15 picks for you guys to hear right now to pick our brains. You can hear what you like. You can hear what you don't like. Make your best bets. We're going to try to do this every week, most likely, and try to get it out by Friday. At the minimum, it'll be out Saturday, perhaps maybe every once in a while on Sunday morning, but most likely by Saturday. And uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great fun. Follow us on social at Subway Sports Talk as well for an update on all those picks. So without further ado, I'm going to kick us off today. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to go with a team. I'm going to go against a team, actually, that I like very much this year. But today, the number, the situation, and all the data is telling me to take the New England Patriots at plus 3.5 at the Miami Dolphins. I am way more pro-Dolphins in this season than I am pro-Patriots. I like the roster of Miami. Me and Pat just talked about it earlier in the week, how much talent they have on that team. However, at 3.5 and and week one of a season – are we expecting the Dolphins to be able to truly dominate the Patriots and win convincingly by a touchdown? I think the three and a half is a number that you like. Right now, the public is riding uh, the Dolphins. However, all the big money comes in on the New England Patriots where you know 60% of the tickets are on the Dolphins. I'm sorry, only um, I did that backwards. Only 38% of the tickets are on the Dolphins. 60% of the money, I'm messing that up completely. 62% of the do- tickets are on the Dolphins, but 62% of the money is on the Patriots. There we go. 38% of the tickets on the Patriots, 62% on the Pats. I'm I'm loving that. I like this spot here. I like that it's uh, a spot where people are talking Dolphins, Dolphins, Dolphins hype. Patriots, 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 what the hell are they doing? Chance for them to cover, possibly win. All right, yeah, no, I love that, Pete. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to lay off the Patriots, though, this week. And instead, you know, we talk about teams that can hit for you. Well, there's also teams that can lose for you. And with no Zach Wilson, I'm expecting Baltimore to go into Jet Life Stadium and J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 kick the Jets the hell out of their own out of their own field on Sunday. Give me the Baltimore Ravens. Now, example. Pause here for a second because I'm back with the teasers. Patty Teasers is here to play. And I've got the extra laptop this year. This thing's got spreadsheets. This thing's got models. This thing's got data. This thing has statistical analysis. And I'm going to ride it the whole way. So the teaser is back. Patty Teasers is here to play. Give me the Ravens minus two and a half, under 52 and a half points. That gets you minus 110 odds. Look, Zach White playing this game, maybe I give the Jets a chance. You know, Ravens, new, new DC and McDonald. 
and all the guys coming back from injury, maybe a slow start. We know Lamar Jackson. How is he going to play under the contract? Uh, you know, having to play basically to earn his money. I think Lamar's going to ball out this year. I think we're going to see an MVP caliber season. I know there's some weakness at the wide receiver position with Rashad Bateman expected to be a number one, but you know, it looks like Gus Edwards is going to miss this first game, but if JK Dobbins is playing Mark Andrews, a stud tight end, the offensive line is still good enough to hold up. And this defense, you know, again, wing Martindale got the ax in an unfavorable way last year. All those guys were hurt. They're getting basically everybody back this year. So I like the Ravens to get after old Joe Flacco and the jets only got to win it by a field goal. And uh, both these defenses are the, are the strong suit, at least for the Ravens and for the time being the Jets with Flacco playing quarterback. So I don't think the Jets are scoring a lot of points. Ravens minus two and a half and under 52 and a half. Pat, oh. you know I'm a big Ravens guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hype that pick up all I can. I had to stay away from the Ravens just because it's too close to home for me. I have too much invested in Lamar this season, too much <laughs> invested in the Ravens this season. I love that pick. Shen? All right, I'll make the first part of my uh... – yeah, it's a two. It's a two. Uh, two team parlay. So I'll make the first part quick because it, it involves the Baltimore Ravens, which uh, Pat pretty much laid a, the groundwork for why the Ravens should go and beat the Jets. Look, I mean, I think it'd be a bigger surprise than the Queen dying this week if the Jets go with Joe Flacco and get a win against the Baltimore Ravens in Week One. Um, I'm also playing the Ravens defense Week One as a as a streamer. That's what I usually do in fantasy. But anyway, I don't want to get off track. Expecting a big performance from them, probably a blowout. Um, and then the second pick of the parlay, I'm going with the Super Bowl runner-ups at home, the Cincinnati Bengals taking on a Ben Roethlisberger-less Pittsburgh Steeler team. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is gone from that offense, so it's now Chase Claypool and everybody's, you know, future Hall of Famer George Pickens. Um, I just don't see it happen, especially with your Trubisky quarterback. So give me the Bengals at home to start off 1-0 as well. If you put the two of those together on the money line, it's around minus 118 on DraftKings as of this moment. So that's my first pick. Money line parlay, always one of those things that gets you real hyped up. And minus 118's beautiful odds. Feels good. Where does that one go wrong, right? Is Flacco going to ruin your day or is Mitch <laughs> Trubisky going to ruin your day? It feels like a no-brainer, right? But we'll see We'll see where that one goes. And, Pat, can you tell me the odds on yours real quick again? Ravens uh, minus 2.5 and, and, and what? Yeah, Ravens minus two and a half, under 52 and a half with the same game parlay feature. That's minus 110 odds. Beautiful. Um, that's that's fantastic stuff right there. And uh, both on the Ravens, I love it, obviously. The Ravens are, are so fun. Lamar is poised for a huge season. I look forward to it. Uh, moving on to my next pick, another team that I'm not that high on for the season that I'm going to bet in week one, not necessarily to win but to cover, and if you look behind me, if you're watching on YouTube here, actually it's on the side of my shoulder, um, it's the New York Giants. New York Giants plus five and a half against the Tennessee Titans. I don't like the Giants this year. I've made that very clear. Hammered their under for the season. I do not think they're going to score many points. However, I do think the Titans are in a similar position where they have no identity outside of Derrick Henry right now, and he is a commodity that is a little bit in the air, more so than ever before in his career, where we're not sure what he's going to look like. We're not sure if they're going to be able to pass the ball, and they're not quite as talented as they were in recent years. I think the Giants keep this one close. I would not pick them to win. This is not a situation for me to sprinkle the money line as well. I'd like them at plus five and a half to cover. I think Daniel Jones has moments today where we say, okay, maybe there's something here to look forward to this season, and it's going to be tight. Titans win, but Giants cover plus five and a half. 
All right, Pete, pick number two. I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts here in a same-game parlay and a patty teaser. Give me the Colts minus two and a half. Give me over 39 and a half points with the Houston Texans in Houston week one. Um, you know, look, with Matt Ryan under center, does it work out for the Colts this year? I've made it known on the, uh, on the previous podcast we did. I don't think he's that much better of a quarterback than Carson Wentz. Uh, I don't think the Indianapolis Colts are in that much better of a position to make the playoffs this year. That being said, they're playing the Houston Texans. Davis Mills is kind of – I feel like he's underrated, right, because he has he's, – he's had some moments last year. He's got a big arm. His decision-making is great. He just happens to be playing for one of the most slop organizations in football in the Houston Texans. So they've got some weapons on offense, and that's part of the reason why I'm taking the over. Even though I know the Colts' defense is a turnover machine, no, no Shaquille Leonard, which is going to get some – it's going to get some, uh, take some time getting used to saying that instead of Darius Leonard changing his name to Shaquille. But that defense is still phenomenal with Bobby Okariki, the, the pass rushers up top, Quiddy Pay, DeForest Buckner, and they added Yannick Ngakwe. You know, the secondary was what, was what let Indianapolis down a lot last year. So I think the defense does a, does a great job for them. And, you know, of course, with Jonathan Taylor and that O-line still returning most of the guys from last year, I'm very confident Indianapolis takes care of business in week one unlike they were able to in the last week of the season against Jacksonville. So give me the Colts minus two and a half. And I do think there's a decent enough offense to get to 40 Colts uh, minus two and a half over 39 and a half points. That is once again, essentially even odds minus one ten. All right. Yeah. Again, I'm just going to keep with Pat stealing my teams, you know, so I'm just going to continue to roll all for that. Um, you guys look, can't. Not, you guys can't actually, you know, beat one another if you pick all the same teams. I hope you know. Well, that. It, it's not the same pick. You know, he likes these teasers, and to me, they're just a tease. You know, but that's that's a whole different uh, story in itself. <laughs> um, we're yeah, we know that too. Uh, look, leg one is going to be the Indianapolis Colts money line over the Houston Texans. Um, is Davis Mills underrated? As Pat said, yeah, I, I believe he is a little bit as well. But this is still the Houston Texans, and I don't know how Lovey Smith is the head coach of that team or what he's done to qualify for being the head coach of an NFL football team over the past couple of years. Um, give me the, the Colts should easily, you know, win that game, whether it's at home or away. So really not worried about that. Um, and then leg two is Derrick Henry, anytime touchdown against the New York football giants. Um, that gets you around. It's actually plus one ten odds as of this moment on DraftKings. So you get a little bit of the plus money. Um, look, if the Titans are going to score and win, which I think they're going to do both, Anyway, Derrick Henry's definitely getting into the end zone. The New York Giants, I mean, I think half the team is new this year as opposed to last year. So you really don't know what you're going to be getting out of them. And I think Derrick Henry is as good a bet as anybody in the NFL to score week one. So Derrick Henry to score and the Indianapolis Colts over the Houston Texans, plus 110 for pick two. Plus one ten too, a little extra juice, you know. When you when you're a regular better, when you're a public better, like me and Pat talk about this a good bit. There's little things that we don't typically care about, like the sharp betters do. Like to a sharp better, minus one hundred five versus minus one ten is a big difference. Minus one fifteen is a big difference. Minus one twenty, you get it. Plus one ten to a sharp better is like a, a home run swing. Right, like those things add up over time. Us normal folk out here, we're like, eh, minus one hundred five, minus one fifteen. Who cares? It's about the same. It's about even. And that's how most people look at it. But it is interesting when you get those little, little changes, how much it actually would come into play and how much difference it has a chance of now falling out um, or actually happening, I should say. So we shall see the plus 110, a little extra juice for you, Shen. I like it. All right, my first teaser of the day is going to be a two-team 
six-point teaser with the Dallas Cowboys and the Jacksonville Jaguars. We got the Dallas Cowboys currently at plus two and a half. We're going to bump them up to plus eight and a half. The Jaguars were two and a half, which would have made them eight and a half. Now it's three, but I'll take it anyway. I'll take them plus nine. I like the Jaguars to win outright. Might very well be a straight bet that I pick at plus three and their money line, but this is just too juicy for me to not take this teaser. Trevor Lawrence is poised for a big season. The new coaching staff is going to create some sort of just consistency down in Jacksonville for them to compete. And Washington's been kind of a disaster heading into this year. Running back room has been tough. Obviously, the um, the act of violence against Brian Robinson uh, really hurt them. Antonio Gibson was almost out, and now he has to start again. Very weird in Washington, not feeling strong about them. And then for Dallas and, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think Dallas is getting some bad hype right now, Some the opposite of hype. They're going to compete. They're going to put points on the board. It's what Dak Prescott always has done. And I don't expect the Buccaneers to come out and hit the ground sprinting. They're going to take a little time this year. They're going to be very good. Their defense is very good. But I think it's going to be a close enough game that the 8.5 feels great. So my first teaser, Dallas Cowboys, 6 points up to 8.5. Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, 6 points from 3 up to plus 9. So there's my first teaser of the day. Patty Boyle, you ain't alone with the teaser game, baby. Nope, and I got another one coming, and you guys should see it in the chat. We got going on here on the broadcast. I'm taking the Titans as well. Uh, give me the Titans money line and another teaser. Titans money line and under 52 and a half. That gets you, once again, minus 110 odds right on the money against the New York Giants. You know, we've. I think it's obvious how, how bad all three of us think the Giants are going to be this year. I mean, look, this is like a miracle that everybody in that offense is essentially healthy going into a game this year. But even then, we've seen it at times in the past. They're just not that good. They're not that productive. Do I think Brian Dable is going to make a huge change with this team, with this organization? Yes. Do I think Joe Shane is going to draft the right way and make the right moves? Yes. That being said, it is still year one. You know, just because you get one offseason of work doesn't mean you're going to completely change the way that Daniel Jones plays the quarterback position. And I know Mark's got probably a, a big smirk on his face right now. Yes, I've said it for months now. I've done the 180. There's no more believing in Daniel Jones. Even if he plays okay this year, which he, I think he's capable of doing, they're not going to re-sign him. They're not going to franchise tag him. So, you know, again, I'm, waiting, I'm still waiting for Kenny Galladay to actually show up and, and put on a Giants uniform. Um, I think he maybe thinks he's playing for another team, but he doesn't realize he's still a Giants wide receiver. He's been terrible. The offensive line. Yeah, it got better, but it's still not very good as well. Like, there's no reason to be optimistic on the Giants when we've seen what they are. You know, they are who we who we thought they were every single year for the last couple of years. And you look at the defense. Aziz Ojolari, he was one of their best pass rushers. He's probably not playing. Kayvon Thibodeau, the big draft pick, he's probably not playing. That secondary, when they lost James Bradbury because they had to shed his salary because Dave Gettleman put him through cap hell, you know, that, that secondary is, is ripe for the picking. And I don't think Tennessee – you know, a lot of people are saying they're not going to be as good as they were last year. I think that is pretty obvious when you lose A.J. Brown. Um, but, I mean, look, you still can feed the ball to Derrick Henry to, to slash this Giants run defense. And then Robert Woods, we're going to see how he operates in the number one wide receiving role. But, you know, again, this team was the number one seed last year. They still have a very, very, very good defense with Jeffrey Simmons, who is an absolute monster. They got Danico Autry. Uh, I think the secondary is very underrated, so I think they can get some turnovers. So, again, Titans just to win, Titans money line, and then I don't see the Giants putting up enough points, 20, 25 points here in this one. So give me under 52 and a half. And, Pat, before you jump in, Shen, something that I forgot to add in my pick here, there has been some big-time trend numbers going around here that 
uh, teams that did not make the playoffs last year entering as an underdog in week one, it was like 126, 99 and five. Like it has been resounding at how some of these underdogs in week one, especially teams that weren't good the year prior, cover early. And it, it likely goes to that point of Vegas versus the public where the Giants suck. Why would you bet on the Giants, right? Like who would in their right mind expect the Giants to come out and win this game today? They don't have to win. They have to cover. So I'm hoping that I'm right with the plus five and a half and that you're probably, I think you're going to be right too with the Titans money line. But that's a little bit of insight as to why I went against my own goodwill in my heart of thinking the Giants are a terrible team and still like them at plus five and a half. Shen, on to you. All right. Um, you know, just sticking with the theme, pick one for me is the Tennessee Titans money line for a lot of the reasons. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, the Giants are winning today. <laughs> you know, the Giants are one big giant disappointment. I don't know how else to tell you that. Um, we're going to find out if Brian Dable is actually good or if he's the next Adam Gase because his last three stops have been Kansas City, Alabama, and Buffalo. And we just saw what that offense did on Thursday night against the Super Bowl champs. Um Look, to Pat's point, um, Kayvon Thibodeau and Ojolari being out should allow Derrick Henry to definitely probably run for 150 yards, and he's definitely getting in the end zone, as I laid out earlier. Um, and then you've got Daniel Jones and his group of misfits on offense. They're not scoring. They're going to lose. Just That's about as sure as anything that's going to happen this week, trust me. Um, and then pick two, um, the Denver Broncos going into – the uh, Seattle, the home of the Seattle Seahawks, I'm on Monday Night Football. Russell Wilson makes his return. Um, Russell Wilson not losing to Geno Smith Week One, especially at his uh, his old stomping grounds and against Pete Carroll with all the bad blood that has come out this week with how they tried dealing him multiple times. Um, so, give me the Tennessee Titans to defeat the New York Giants and Russell Wilson to walk out of Lumen Field with a W Week One, and that's about to round minus one ten as well on DraftKings as of right now. That's Broncos money line, correct? Broncos money line and Tennessee Titans money line. Very nice. Minus one ten. When you get odds like that on teams like that, you feel real good about it. But, it's like who's but screwing Shen, it up, baby? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, Shen, let, let me ask you a quick question before I move to my next pick here. Talk to me about like your mindset with these picks here because we know me and Pat have done this for a couple years in a row now. You haven't done it with us. So, so give the people a quick insight as you're halfway through your picks or a little over halfway through your picks. As to, as to your strategy? Are you looking for whatever games you see as a short thing and combine them? Like, what is that? What do you That's predominantly, for, for the most part, Pete. Um, I mean, I've been doing this for a while now, so I also, like, I, I just have a sense for where some minefields could possibly be, and you just try to avoid those. And it's almost more of a mindset of, you know, fading the team you're betting against as opposed to, you know, betting on the team you, you think you're going to win. Like, me and Pat do this all the time with tennis. Like, we will just bet against a guy, even if – like the guy, the guy we're betting on has had a horrible season. If the guy he's playing against has lost like four or five in a row where he doesn't even take a set, we're like not even worried about it. It just like, it just continues and it's contagious, you know? And so that, yeah. that's pretty much my strategy when looking at this, like one real quick last example. I mean, a lot of the people think San Francisco this week is what they're minus 300 at Chicago. I think that could be a potential minefield is one of the teams that could go down week one. So that's, just, just with, you know, Lance making his first start. It's things sort of that nature that I try and stay away from. Like, I know what I'm getting out of Russell Wilson, and I know what I'm getting out of the Tennessee uh, the Tennessee Titans. So. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And and I think um, I think that makes sense. And it's, it's a lot of ways people can look at 
all this betting stuff. But one way that seems to be consistent throughout is find the teams that you trust and figure out a way to get it to even odds, right? Like you're utilizing different legs, different pieces of, of the NFL week to get something to even. And if you get a little over even, even better, right? So if you get it down to minus 110, Vegas is telling you that this is not an outrageous bet. And you're telling yourself that I feel incredible about one of these legs and probably pretty good about another one. And if it's working, it's working. So I'll move on to my fourth pick. And I'm going to go with uh, a pick that goes against something that I normally do. I don't frequent the straight up totals on a side of things here, but I'm going to go with the Browns and Panthers here. And I'm going to go with the rare over. The number is 42. And that number is obviously not very high. I think the difference here is the Browns offense is going to be able to put a couple points on the board. Nick Chubb was built for this. Nick Chubb was built to have a shitty quarterback and be able to pound the rock like a monster. So I think the combination of Chubb and Hunt with uh, Jacoby Brissett is going to be enough to get them around 20. And I do think the Panthers are going to win this game. I considered putting them together on this, uh, on this opportunity here, but doing a teaser in this regard doesn't really make a ton of sense to me as a pick them already. So I'm going to go straight with the over at 42 uh, in the Browns Panthers game. I think the, that Baker shows up, put some points on the board. I think the Browns will sneakily put some points on the board and this game will fly over. But there is a thing that actually does have some meaning to me here. And that is that the first football Sunday is like literally here guys. The first football Sunday of the NFL season is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers another can't-miss offer. I mean, seriously, guys, if you're not signed up yet, what are you doing? The NFL season is here, and you can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus, everyone, not just the new customers, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. That means both of these things. New customers, $5 to get 200 instantly. Doesn't even have to win. And then this time, your team doesn't have to win and cover. They just have to be up 10 at any point in the game. You get paid instantly, even if they end up blowing it. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPM and get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. I got to turn my ring light off for this one because I'm about to enter into a black hole. I said I'm a big <laughs> Raiders guy this year. Give me the black and silver. Give me the Raiders here in this one. I said they're winning the AFC West this year. So, of course, I'm going to have them in a same-game parlay for week one. But and this is this is why when people ask why do you do the why do you do the teasers why do you take the spread and the over under and tease it down and I've I've said it before Pete I feel like you get you know the spread on its own we know how difficult it is to bet the spread straight up and I feel like a lot of people casual most casual bettors don't bet the over under but six seven point margin on an over under is a decent amount so you know essentially I'm getting six to anywhere between five to eight um, basically every time points of margin on both the spread and the over-under. And when I look at this game, this is what the same game parlay was made for. Raiders, Chargers. Look, can the Chargers, can this be a tie game and with a minute left and the Chargers go down and score a touchdown? 
Um, or could they, could they be up by three? Could they be down by three, the Chargers, and go down with, with two and a half minutes left and score a touchdown and win by four? Yes. And that blows up uh, any spread bet by, by one singular point. Or, you know, consequently, could this be a tie game with five minutes left? It's been close the whole way, and they score a touchdown, and then, and then Vegas doesn't answer, and they win by seven? Absolutely. So that's why I love getting the Raiders, even though I think they win the game. You know, again, I'm more confident that they definitely do not lose by more than 10. So give me Vegas plus 10 and a half. And then you get two high-powered offenses like this. You get two secondaries that I know the Chargers got J.C. Jackson. They got better. The secondary is still questionable. Vegas' secondary is their weakest point of the entire team. So I think there's going to be a ton of points in this one. Vegas plus 10 and a half, over 44 and a half. That gets you minus 115 odds. I mean, do I need to break down this game more? Devontae Adams going to the Raiders, getting the dual running back, you know, getting some help for Josh Jacobs this year if he can't stay healthy. If he does, even better. Darren Waller just got his money. He's healthy. And that pass rush is great um, for, for Vegas coming back with Max Crosby. And then meanwhile, again, the Chargers. I'll just name drop because you know everything about them. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and Justin Herbert throwing the ball. You know, against this secondary, ton of points, but I think the Raiders' offense is that much better this year. I think they win, but again, supremely confident. Vegas plus 10.5 and, and over 44.5, minus 115. All right. Uh, pick four for me. So I've got a teaser on, on my first part of the leg, kind of like Pat, but the other way. I'm taking the Los Angeles Chargers plus 3.5 for leg one of this parlay. Um, I'm not 100% you know, convinced that they, they win just as Stephen A wasn't, even though he predicted them to score the most points this week. Um, <clears throat> look, you got Herbert Eckler, Williams and Keenan Allen, as Pat pointed out, I'm not sold on the Vegas Raiders going at, especially to open the season when I haven't seen any of the, uh, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams show yet. Yeah. I worked in college, but let's, let's see what it actually does in the NFL. I know JC Jackson is doubtful for week one, but they have added Khalil Mack and him and Bosa should absolutely wreak havoc against the Vegas Raiders offensive line. Um, so, and even if the Chargers do lose the game, I don't see it being by more than three. So Chargers plus three and a half is the first leg of this parlay. And leg two is the New Orleans Saints to go into Atlanta and beat Marcus Mariota and the Atlanta Falcons week one. Um, I'm betting against the Falcons. And I can tell you this, Calvin Ridley is probably betting on this game as well this week. So that's even more reason to go. <laughs> <laughs> and go against the Atlanta Falcons week one. So, look, it's Marcus Mariota. We've seen that experiment. It's failed miserably before. Yeah, he, you know, showed some shades of his Oregon days in a backup spot role last year with, with the Raiders. But, look, I just don't see it. He's really got Kyle Pitts and then Cordaro Patterson. He's kind of playing out of position, if, if you're asking me. Um, the Saints added Tyran Matthew this year to bolster the secondary. Um Dennis Allen is known for his defense. So I don't even think Jameis and Kamara and, you know, Michael Thomas is back as well this year for the Saints. I don't think they're going to have to be amazing on offense in their Sean Payton days. I think the defense will get it done in this one. So give me the Chargers plus three and a half and New Orleans Saints money line for minus 120. A little higher than minus 110 on this one, but minus 120, it's still not a bad bet at all going into week one. And now correct me if I'm wrong here, Shen, if you really wanted to get a little bit more intricate here and DraftKings allows you to do this. You could probably get the Saints at, you know, minus one and a half or something in that range to make it go from minus 120 to 115, 110, et cetera. But obviously it's still it it's still in that range of minus 120 where, you know, we're not we're not gonna nickel and dime ourselves 
Uh, yeah, like let's option. say, you know, if, say you're 100 unit better, you know, is a 120 to win 100 or 110 to win 100 really that big of a difference if you got to worry about that one point? Right. If you're and in terms of thousands in like, like the high high rollers and whatnot, yeah, it's obviously makes it makes a difference. But I'd rather not have to worry about that 24, 23, 28, 27, whatever, and the Saints win by one and it blows up the parlay while I'm watching the Chargers up, you know, two touchdowns against the Raiders week one. Not saying it's yeah. going to happen. I'd just rather not have to watch it. Hundred percent, and great point by you. Like in, I, I don't like a hundred hundred dollar unit is probably big for a lot of people too. So if they're doing twenty five, fifty dollar units, even more so to your point, those couple dollars are not changing anybody's week. Um, all right, Pat, my last pick. This one is special. It's special just for you, Pat. Do you want to take a guess? Do you want to guess what my final pick is today? Your final pick. If it's special to me, <laughs> no, it's special to us. <laughs> oh, Minnesota. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you couldn't but stay away. I couldn't stay away. It's a Minnesota special. Now, I earlier in the week, I was looking at this with you, Pat, and I was like, damn, the Vikings are in a good spot here. Whatever. Like them at home to beat the Packers in week one. Now, all of a sudden, the Packers defense, you really think about it. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, maybe that's going to be ball control. It's going to be whatever it's going to be over there in Green Bay this year. And I got a little nervous. However, however, there's an opportunity here for a teaser. If you take the Vikings from that plus one, pop them up to plus seven and a half, take that over under from 46 and a half to over 39 and a half, that is minus 110 odds here. And I love Kirk Cousins when he's down by 14. I don't love him when he's up by 14. But either way, if this game is out of hand, Kirk Cousins will make it close whether they're losing or they're winning. That's how he do. So right now I loved giving them seven and a half points. I think this is going to be a close grind. And the over 39 and a half, I mean, we're talking 24-20, and that's a win right now. So I'm loving this bet, Pat. I could not help myself. I could not stay away. And Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, surprisingly, were pretty good to me last year. I have to shout them out in my week one picks. All right. All right, this last one, this is uh, probably the, the pick I've – I've been torn about most. Um, it's going. I'm going to Monday night, and wow, you got the picks up live. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing if you're watching the YouTube broadcast. Um, it's fantastic. I'm going to Monday night because look, I if I had to make a spread bet, I'd say Denver covers. I think there's a chance for a blowout here, but nothing is a given in the NFL, the National Fixed League. So, you know, would it would it shock me if Seattle loses this game by six or by three? Not at all. The spread's at six and a half. That being said, you know, I'm going to take a couple of points only with the Denver Broncos. I'm going to get them down to, to win by a field goal. So Denver minus two and a half. And then, you know, again, the thing that I'm worried about here slightly is that Seattle's not going to score enough points. You know, if Denver wins this game, let's say 24 to 10, uh, that's going to really piss me off. But I do think with how historically bad Seattle's defense was last year, you throw Russell Wilson under center. Most of the weapons still from this Denver Broncos offense. You know, I know a lot of people are very high on Javante Williams. I think they're going to want to establish a very balanced run game to go along with the passing and open up the play action for Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and Al, and Al Big Allo, right? I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but Big Allo at the tight end position. I think Russell Wilson has had a lot of success throwing to tight ends, especially in the red zone last year. 
I think that could be a, a you know, maybe mid-season pickup for a lot of people in fantasy if, if people don't have them already. Uh, so I think, I think Denver is going to score plenty of points. And, you know, again, I'm not asking for a ton here. So give me Denver minus two and a half and over 36 and a half. That's going to be the teaser. That's going to get you minus 115 odds. So that basically, as long as Seattle can get to 14 points, you know, 15, 14 to 17 points, this should have absolutely no problem. Because I think at the minimum, Denver's putting up 24 here. So, you know, again, give me Denver minus two and a half, over 36 and a half. Whereas I'm not, I'm not as confident in Denver just covering the straight up spread here. Uh, but, you know, again, Patty Teasers, let's, uh, let's go 5-0, and oh, baby. Let's have, a, let's have a hell of a week one. You better go five and away after all that shit you talked in the beginning of the uh, the beginning of this you know podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. Says so the guy who's been tailing basically every one of my picks going right after me. That's only <laughs> because you're going in front of me. That's the only reason. <laughs> you know, that's really the only reason. Um, look, pick five for me. The last one. Um, we're gonna tease the Minnesota Vikings up to seven and a half, just like Pekin he said earlier in in this round. Um, I actually think they may win outright. Uh, we're about to find out what Aaron Rodgers is made of without Devontae Adams. You also chalk up the fact that Alan Lazard's probably sitting this game with the ankle injury. He's listed as doubtful right now. Um, the game's in Minnesota. Vikings won this matchup last year at home, 34-31. Not too concerned about the the uh, Green Bay defense going into uh, this one. I know they're expected to be very good on paper, but Justin Jefferson had 170 in this matchup at home last year, so I'm not really too concerned there. I expect – Kirk Cousins to be able to move the football with Kevin O'Connell running the show now on offense. And you still I got doubt. You still have Dalvin Cook in the backfield for the Vikings. Um, so give me the Vikings plus seven and a half as leg one. And then we're going to parlay that with the oh, it, it hurts to do this, but give me the commanders plus four and a half. I'm probably Carson Wentz's biggest hater on this planet. Pat will second that. Um should show you because I'm not taking the money line. I, don't, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they lose. But four and a half, I can't see the Jaguars going in and and winning a game by more than three in this scenario, especially on the road in, in week one. Look, I know, you know, they're a year apart from the whole Urban Meyer fiasco, but I still haven't seen much out of Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne's going to be making his NFL debut in this one, it looks like. And they got Christian Kirk with the most ridiculous contract he signed for a guy of his caliber. This, this offseason. I don't even think he's that worth the $80 million, whatever they paid him. Um, so give me Carson Wentz, Gibson, and McLaurin week one. They get Logan Thomas back from the torn ACL as well. So just to wrap it up again, Vikings plus seven and a half, Commanders plus four and a half. Put those two together. It's minus 122 as of the moment on DraftKings. So I don't know if you want to round that to minus 120, Pete, or whatnot. I mean, I stayed within the, I think, the 125 threshold. I like that. I like your specificity. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to Notice leave it how right Mark's there. giving himself as much juice as possible. You know, you should yeah. be getting you should be getting 1.2 losses if you. Lose I'm sorry, that but right who has the plus money on their pick, and none of you guys have plus money whatsoever on your picks? Yeah, and you've hey. offset that with three of the highest odds in the entire uh, podcast here. And let me tell you, Shen, you said that you can't imagine the Jaguars winning by three, more than three. I can't imagine the Commanders winning by more than nine. Look oh, at, no, look I can at see you it. and the I. Jaguars, the Jaguars, to me, are a disgrace to football everywhere. I mean, you I said that it. Christian Kirk isn't worth $80 million. Of course he's not worth $80 million. That no. was a ridiculous contract. But, I mean, this guy is a decent wide receiver. Like, he's going to be a guy who look, gets some good targets, and he's going to make some plays. I mean, 
contract once aside, he's not terrible. Once will game management this to either a 10-point win or a three-point loss for the Commanders? Trust me. Oh, I, man. I, wow. I can, I can feel it. Stick a knife right in my heart, Shannon. That's messed up. It. Hey, you know what? We'll, we'll, I, shrink I, it. we'll shrink it down. Would you take the Jaguars plus, plus nine? Seven-point win or a three-point, three, four-point loss? Frankly, I think the Jaguars are going to win outright. I just didn't think it was a super sharp bet. I'm going to probably throw some money line on it, and I'm going to throw some on them. Well, I probably won't throw. Yeah, I'll probably throw them plus three. I'll throw them in the teaser, and I'll throw the money line. I'm going to hit them on all three levels uh, on Sunday for sure. Let's do a quick recap, and then we'll say goodbye, though. So for me, I got the Patriots plus three and a half. I think they're going to game manage and defense it up, just like you said about uh, Washington, and they cover even if they don't win. Giants plus five and a half. Don't love them to win. Not going to sprinkle their money line, but love them as an underdog in week one. Plus, my third pick is a teaser, Cowboys plus eight and a half, and Jaguars plus nine. Get some good numbers through the three, through the seven, where you want to be when you're teasing those numbers there. Browns and Panthers over 42. Expect some sneaky points out of the Browns and hope for the best there. Vikings plus seven and a half and over 39 and a half. I can't stay away from the Vikings. Pat, you want to do a quick recap? Yeah, so, you know, again, going with the Patty Teaser method here on every single one of these picks. Now, if you want to test it out and you want to, uh, you want to take a look at my picks, if, you, if you're a person that doesn't like playing the over-under and you want to see how these five teams fare against straight up against the spread, feel free to do that. And we can revisit how these picks do in week one, uh, you know, when we come back next week. But I'm going all five teasers here. So I like the Ravens to win by a field goal or more. Baltimore minus two and a half. Hit the under. Get the under up on that one to 52 and a half. I don't see any way in hell the Jets get over 20 points, especially with Joe Flacco at quarterback. Um, and then, you know, we'll go to Indianapolis, give me the Colts minus two and a half and uh, over 39 and a half with the game against the Texans. Um, you know, do I think, can I think Houston get to maybe six, seven wins potentially in, in, in an alternate reality, but most likely this is a five win team. Um, Lovey Smith, you know, again, like Mark said, not entirely sure why he's uh, the head coach, um, but Culture win this game by at least a field goal, and there should be enough offense in that one. Titans just to win money line against the Giants under 51 and a half. Um, I thought I had under 52 and a half in that one. I probably messed it up. Yeah, I think it's Titans money line and under 52 and a half, uh, and that's minus 110 odds. You know, looking at the, our, our broadcast here on YouTube. Uh, same thing. Giants, you know, again, this is a team that has struggled routinely to get to 20 points. And, you know, what was it? How many games in a row where they couldn't even get to double digits or they haven't gotten to 30 points in, in what feels like a decade? So the Titans defense is still very good. It was part of the reason why they got the number one seed last year. And, uh, you know, again, just asking them to win the game. And as long as the Giants don't get to 24, that under should hit no problem. And then with the Raiders and the, the Chargers, that's my favorite pick of the week. Raiders plus 10 and a half, over 44 and a half. Tons of points in that one. Tons of offense. Raiders will keep this close. Uh, and then the Broncos on Monday night, minus two and a half. I'm only buying a couple of points there with the teaser. Uh, so they only have to win by a field goal. And then over 36 and a half, considering how historically bad Seattle's defense was last year. All right. And, you know, just to wrap mine, uh, look, the Jets are not winning week one with Joe Flacco against Lamar in a contract year. I expect a big statement out of the Ravens week one and also the Bengals to have some leftover feelings from that Super Bowl loss going against their their rivals in Pittsburgh week one. So Ravens, Bengals, money line for pick one. That's actually my most confident pick. Um, pick two, look, Matt Ryan with his new team in the Colts. I love their offense. You're going against Houston, who I'm not that confident in. 
parlay that with Derrick Henry scoring because if the Titans are going to score as many points as I think they will this week, Derrick Henry probably gets in maybe twice, but definitely once. Um, and then, you know, just rolling in there, I think the Titans are going to beat the Giants just for a lot of the reasons that Pat said. Pete, you've got them with the spread. Good luck. <laughs> um, much more confident, though, backing Tennessee just to win. And then Russell Wilson to, uh, I guess, what we'll call it revenge at this point, week one against the Seahawks with everything that's come out this week. Um, love the weapons he has, and I just can't see Geno Smith winning a game on an NFL football field against Russell Wilson. Um, and then, yeah, give me uh, the Los Angeles Chargers plus the three and a half this week. I can see them losing, but I can't see it being by more than a field goal at home against the Raiders. Um, and then pretty much just, you know, fading Mariota for the second leg with the Saints. Jameis should, as long as he doesn't throw four picks this week, I think he could throw three and they'll still win easily. Just with Kamara and Thomas, you know, Chris Olave as well. And the defense is fantastic down there. So give me the Chargers plus three and a half in the Saints. And then to wrap it up, the Vikings, so I think it went outright, but give me the seven and a half because I just think that's, I don't even think you have to check the score if you have the Vikings plus seven and a half in any of your parlays this week. And then trusting Carson Wentz plus four and a half. That should be enough. If he needs seven and a half this week, I'm never touching him again if he blows up all, if he blows up that fifth pick for me. So Vikings plus seven and a half and the Commanders plus four and a half to round it out. That's all she wrote. First round of picks are in. Good time by all. We'll obviously uh, we'll clean up as best we can as we move on through this process of fitting 15 picks in a manageable amount of time. So hope you guys hopefully you guys enjoyed that and created some picks of your own throughout that process. So I have one question for each of you. Who are you guys going to be most upset with by Sunday night? Which team or player of your picks are you going to freak out at your TV because they're blowing it? Who is most likely to blow it for you, Pat, Mark, and myself? I would say I'm going to be upset with uh, with Derek Carr and the Raiders if they get blown out because I've put so much stock into them. I say they're going to win the AFC West. My reputation's on the line immediately. Big week one division game. They got to go out and show out. If they get blown out, I'm going to be – I got to have tail between my legs when we come back here next week. Shan, what about you? Carson Wentz. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah, so. honestly, I'm also going with Carson Wentz just on the flip side. Like, if he plays well, I'm going to be so mad because I've been one of the few people who defended him over the years. And last year with Indianapolis, I know it ended terribly, but right before that, I was like, you know what, guys? Come on. Let's give this guy a new narrative. He's not turning the ball over. He's winning games, yada, yada. And then what did he do like the final two weeks when he blew it? turned the ball over, didn't win games, like absolutely blew it. I'm like, God damn, I've been defending this guy all year, and he blew it. So now I'm betting against him in week one. If he looks good, I'm going to be so mad. Like if him and Terry combine, like Terry gets 180 yards catching two touchdowns, I'm going to be so upset. I'm going to be so, so sad. So that's all we got for week one picks. We will obviously recap these, and hopefully you enjoyed. Post them on social as well at Subway Sports Talk. But uh, for Mark Shanlugan and Pat Boyle, I'm Pete Kennedy. This has been PBS. Wait, Pete, uh, PBS Picks Week <laughs> 1. There we go. PBS Picks Week 1, Subway Sports Talk. Hope you all enjoyed. Happy Football Sunday. Everyone, cheers. <laughs>